every day is Saturday. And that's at Casinos USA. You know it. Well, hey, welcome to our 153rd podcast. I know we had two 151s. Oh, you're 52. Well, obviously, the second 151 was 152. So this is 153. And today we have a guest from Las Vegas, Nevada. And we had dozens of requests on this one. You know, families are talking about moving to Las Vegas, but they're fearful uh, to put their children into public high schools. And so we thought we'd talk to somebody who uh, went to a public high school recently in Las Vegas and went on to a university and ended up with a six-figure job. So we're pretty excited to have him here. That's Ethan, and he is a Las Vegas resident who can tell you about the high schools. We're also going to get back to crap stock today, and then we're going to talk about how the strip is still it. <laughs> you can say what you want to say, but we're going to give you some facts. The ship is still hit. And, you know, there's other things going on in Vegas that we should talk about as well. So let's take a short break, come right back, and we'll go with Ethan. And what's it like to go to a public high school just four miles from the Las Vegas Strip? Don't worry. <laughs> be happy. No, we'll be right back. Here's Ethan on a recorded phone call. So we're right back after the break. You know, one of the things we've talked about with Casinos USA podcast and our Facebook group, which is now at 1,600 people, is so many people question they want to move to Las Vegas, but they're just afraid of the public school system. It's a county system. It's Clark County, Nevada, and they have thousands and thousands. I think they're the second largest school system in the United States. And so, you know, with all the issues in, particularly in, in high schools, people are just fearful. So, as per your request, we found Ethan, who grew up in Las Vegas, and uh, I want him to tell the story of what high school was like um, and what it would be like for your son and your daughter to go to high school in Las Vegas, Nevada. Here's Ethan. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um... So, I mean, yeah, I guess, so I went to basically kindergarten all the way through 12th grade, um, end of high school in, in, in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, particularly in Henderson. Um, this was specifically talking about high school. Um, I went to a high school named Liberty High School located in uh, Henderson, Nevada, basically about 10, only about 10, 15 minutes away from uh, the strip, so pretty close uh, for me. Um, and I guess the, I would describe my experience as, um, honestly, the, the atmosphere at my high school was, was honestly kind of family-oriented in terms of how I would describe it. Um, most of the kids that went to my high school um, were actually uh, Islander based um a lot of uh kids were hawaiian and polynesian um and so uh, really a, a large thing in their uh culture and everything is 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 family uh based and everything so everybody was really friendly um and it was honestly a, a good experience for me um i know that uh a lot of the 
high schools here on the East Coast, like the way that they are built, is kind of it's it's a indoor kind of atmosphere. But the way my high school is oriented is basically everything is outdoor based because in Las Vegas, uh, you don't really have to deal with snow or anything. It does get quite hot, but that's only in the summer when you're not at school. So honestly, it was really nice because we would just go sit outside for lunch and stuff like that. And honestly, everybody was great at my high school. I had a really good relationship with my principal, and yeah, it was it was it was good. So. So after successfully completing high school, where did things take you and what happened? So after high school, um, I made the decision to attend the University of Nevada, Reno, where I just graduated this past semester with a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering and another bachelor's degree in chemistry. So, yeah. And... um, I'm sure the job market's hot for uh, chemical engineers. Do you have any idea where you'll be working after? Well, you graduated in May? Yes. So where, where are you going to go next to start your first your career? So uh, I'm planning on moving right now to um, a small town in New Mexico called Artesia to go work as a process engineer at an oil refinery um, for the company um, Sinclair. They, their logo is the little white dinosaur. Um, you, their gas stations are all over the United States, so it's a recognizable logo for sure. All right, it sounds like a great place to start, and you're staying in the Southwest, which you're comfortable with, and um, you have no reservations at all. If somebody said, is it okay to move to uh, Las Vegas High School, you, you're not, you'd say go ahead and do it? I would say that, um, you know, there are obviously, no matter where you go, there's obviously better schools and, and worse schools, um, and I would say overall that, you know, a lot of it is really up to the individual um, you know that if the, if you if you're well, if you're focused on your academics and you're focused on your sports, I mean Las Vegas is really a great place for sports. It's very competitive in every sport, so I think that in itself is a pro. Um, and you know, um, I think that um, with the trajectory in which my schooling has gone and everything, that it proves that you know you can have a successful path of education after. You know, I have friends who are doing all sorts of things, went to all different sorts of schools from you know UCLA to Ivy League schools and everything like that. So I think that, you know, going to high school in Las Vegas, it does give you a good opportunity to have a, a good future from there. And, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm happy and I'm proud of the high school that I went to, and I would, I would recommend that anybody go there for sure. Well, thank you, Ethan, and I hope that answers a lot of questions. We've had, I mean, at least 100 requests for this information, so we finally found Ethan, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again. We'll be right back after a short break. Well, despite the inflationary period that we're living in, gambling has not slowed down in Nevada. And I have to tell you, there's another record, 26 straight months in Nevada of over $1 billion, with a B, dollars in gaming revenues, over $1 billion. And of course, thinking about the strip in downtown Fremont, we'll give you the figures what they did last month. Strip casinos collected $624 million rounding down, and that's a five plus 5.3% increase from a year ago. And the casinos in downtown Las Vegas, the Fremont Street area, uh, saw a 10% gain, and they brought in $74-plus million. That's rounding down. So 
there's a good contrast there for you to remember. $624 million brought in on the Strip. $74 million brought in downtown Las Vegas. Wow, that's a lot of losing. It's a lot of losing. There are just over 400 casinos in the state of Nevada, and the casino business is still booming. You know, and that's that wasn't expected. You know, people said as there was a prolific spread of gaming, legalized gaming across the country, state after state, that somehow Las Vegas would be diminished. However, that's not the case. It's setting new records month by month by month. So the people that said this would happen just have to admit it. They were wrong. They were wrong. Uh, Las Vegas is not dying. <laughs> it's booming. It's booming. And you know how we've loved Allegiant Stadium. And, of course, a new hotel has been approved to be built um, pretty much conveniently next to it. So if you're staying at that hotel in the future, then you just walk out the front door to the stadium. It just never ends in Las Vegas. It just never ends. And if you're wondering how many people came to Las Vegas in May, nearly 3.4 million people. <laughs> uh -huh. If you're new to craps, you know, you sometimes think, well, you just place your bets, make your bet, and just sit back and wait. You know, it's like fishing from a riverbank, right? You throw your line in and just wait. But there are things you can do. There are decisions that you should make. You know, the math of the game tells us that um, statistically, the seven would come about every eight, eight and a half rolls. And so the question is, whether you're a pass line player or a place bet, bettor or both, what do you do? Do you keep them out there? You know, if there's a long roll and you take down your bets, you're going to lose out. If you pull your bets down too early, you're going to lose out. So what am I talking about? Well, you don't have to take your bets down. If you do want to take your bets down, you just tell the dealer, I want to take my place bets down. But you can just turn them off. And that's why I want to talk about it. I want to stress this. You can just, oh, just a feeling? Two hits? I think I'm going to turn them off. You know, so you're not going to ask them to put them back up again. You might ask them to turn them back on again if the shooter makes the point. Ah, uh, you didn't, you didn't lose. Your bets are still up there, but they were just turned off. And so once the new point is established, you can say, hey, I'm working again. My bets are back on or not. And that's up to you. Once you make the place bet, you can just turn it off. And that means that the dealer doesn't remove it. Um, she puts a button on it to let, it, let them know that it's off. They're not going to pay you if that number hits. <laughs> and you're quite all right with that. But if a seven comes up, they're going to return that money to you. You're not going to lose it. So here's something to think about. And again, this is not scientific. This is anecdotal experience based on decades of playing craps. So someone's shooting, maybe they're past eight rolls, maybe they're not. That's not the point. Someone's shooting and suddenly there's a delay in the game because chips arrive. So chips arrive. So they're going to deal with the chips. All right. Um, sometimes it's a stick change. 
And so what do you do? Well, here's what I do. If my bets are off, I just say, hop to sevens for $6, that's two, 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 or hop to sevens for $15, that's five on the five, two, five on the four, three, five on the six, one. And all three of those bets pay 15 to one. If my bets were working, I'll say, turn my bets off, not down, off, and hop the reds, correctly said, you don't want to say seven, hop the reds for $15. Well, <laughs> sometimes you look like a genius because so often after a delay, for whatever reason, a seven rolls. Everybody loses their money, not you because your bets are off. And even more importantly, you were counting on a seven being rolled. So you would win five times 15 or $75 minus $10 for the two sevens that didn't hit. You won $65 and you got all your money back. That was bet. So for goodness sakes, be sure you take advantage of making the decision to turn your bets off, not necessarily take your bets down. You know, some say, well, hey, make your place bet, go 44 inside, after two hits, take them down. Now, if you want to do it that way, after two hits, just say off. It gives you an option to come right back in the game, right back in the game, when you say my bets are working again. Why? <laughs> because you know what? I feel like it, that's why. <laughs> you know, you have... <laughs> You have responsibilities to yourself. And, you know, the thing is, don't be upset with the dealers. They're there to serve you. You want to tip them? I tip them. But if you want to tip them because they do good work, fine. But you don't have to. You know, that's your right as a player to say, I want my bets off. Or say, take my bets down. But don't do that. Just turn them off. It's much more convenient for the dealer, actually, because when you do go back on again, all they're going to do is remove a button. Just remove a button. This game called craps is not a skills game, but there are certain strategies, certain approaches you can use to possibly enhance your success. You know, again, there's no guarantees, but possibly to enhance your success and stay involved with the game. So it's not a situation where you put, you put money on a six and eight and just sit back. You put money on a six and eight, after one hit, two hits, you say, off, I'm off, I'm off. <laughs> and if the roll keeps going on, all of a sudden you say, I'm working again, I'm working again. So I used to say, I'm off for one roll sometimes, but I stopped saying that because the uh, dealers would say, you're off till you tell us you're back on. <laughs> okay, buddy, I got it. I got it. And, you know, I'm surprised. I see so few craps players turn bets off or take them down for that for that matter of fact but turn them off just turn them off for whatever reason and one of the reasons would be because mathematically people only roll a dice for so long and generally the average is just eight and a half rolls that ah, doesn't mean a damn thing in a short game you can get you know five times where they go point seven out point seven out or point Roll, roll, roll seven out. I mean, that could happen. There's no guarantees it's going to go even eight and a half rolls. We couldn't go eight and a half, but couldn't even average eight and a half rolls. So that's just part of the thinking. You know, you're in control. 
I'm going to turn my bets off, and then I'm going to turn them back on. And you know why I'm doing it, Mr. Dealer? Just to drive you crazy. No, I'm doing it to enhance the possibility of my success. And I always, after a winning session, I always say, thanks for the good work, guys, girls, ladies, man. <laughs> thanks for the good work, crew. And flip them $5. That's how I do it. And I would like you to think about doing it that way, too. All right, well, that brings us to the close, and we're going to be specific here, of our 153rd podcast. And we did want to run the Ethan Telephone interview because so many people think about moving to Las Vegas, but, you know, as parents, they're very concerned about putting them in a public high school that they know nothing about, a county system. And Ethan says he had just a delightful time in high school. Enjoyed it immensely. Uh, he was just a few miles from the strip, in the southern end of the strip, in the Henderson area. All great schools there. So that's where you want to be. And there are some very, very outstanding, nationally renowned private schools in Nevada. But if you don't want to spend the money, you can find a high-quality high school for your daughter, for your son to attend. And Ethan, of course, went on to the University of Nevada, Reno, and had tremendous success as a student tremendous success and you can too we also said today that the strip continues to impress <laughs> right despite the inflationary period that we're all living in las vegas casinos nevada casinos are raking it in and finally we're saying and we're saying this so loudly take your bets off Turn them off every once in a while. Give it a try. See what happens. And you could enhance the chances of you being successful at the craps table. This is Casinos USA, a place where every day is Saturday. Episode 153 ends, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. People skills. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand it? What the hell is wrong with you people? Game over, man. It's game over.